what happens is, is it's like spiritual hand-me-downs. Yeah. Okay. And honestly, my belief is some of us now on the planet are the braver, wiser souls that are here to take one for the team and say, I am clear and I am able to step into this role and clear the karma for generations forwards and backwards. Hello, hello, high vibe in it listeners. Welcome back to another epic episode. We love you so much. Thanks for being here. Newbies, oldies, all the high vibe in it homies. We are really thankful to have this podcast platform with you guys to connect with you, help you um, to live your best life, manifest your dreams, raise your vibration, feel good, love yourself, all the things. And today we have a very special guest for you guys, Ms. Rebecca Rosen. She's a spiritual medium and a best-selling author. She also has a super cute podcast called Small Medium at Large. And her new book, What's Your Heaven, I'm sure is amazing. I cannot wait to dive in. So Rebecca, thank you for being here and joining us today. Oh, I'm so excited. You guys really do have high vibes. I got on with you. I could feel it. So it's refreshing. Everybody says that. So I was going to say, I'm happy to report that uh, that's very common for people to say. And I'm very happy for that because that's, could you imagine? Came on. We're like, I mean, we're like, where are you? We're really depressed. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. But we have done shows like that, but at least we're high vibe about the depression. Like we're like, I feel like even if we're having a bad day, you got to keep it real. You got to keep it real. But the show, like we always feel better once we're at the end of the show because like it's such a fun time. So even if we're having one of those Mondays, you know, it it always helps. So yeah. And it's always great that the guest is always super high vibe too. I I think we've gotten really lucky with our guests, including you, Rebecca. So I'm so happy to connect with you and to hear your story and to have everybody else hear uh, what you're about. So whatever you want to tell us about how you got here, your journey, I love selfishly love talking to mediums because I always like, tell us the cool like moment where you realize like I got something going on here and like, this is, this is different. So whatever you want to share with us in the, in the audience about like, just who you are and what, what brings you to this path? Yeah, I would love to, you know, unlike a lot of psychics and mediums, I wasn't born knowing. Oh my gosh, me too. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I never find people like that. Yes. I I, didn't have it for me until I was like 24. Yeah. I was, I was about 20. And and so, right. So we weren't brought up in homes where like, we didn't talk about paranormal or psychic anything. And so, um, for me, it was when I was going through what I call a dark night of the soul, I was going through a depression. I was 20 years old. I was down at the university of Florida, um, in college and back home, my family was kind of falling apart. My dad had attempted suicide and you know, the way my family always dealt with things is we used food as a way to numb. And so I started what was called sleep eating. And I would just in the middle of the night, I would sleepwalk to the kitchen and start carb loading. And it was a nightmare. And this went on for six months. And I, I could not control it. And so I was obviously numbing my feelings with food. So I prayed every night. I didn't even know what I was praying to, but I just prayed, help me. And one day I was at a bookstore journaling 
I've always used journaling as a way to process my feelings. And my, I could hear in my mind's voice um, faster than I could write it down, but it's called automatic writing. Yeah. But at the time, I had no idea what it was. I just knew this energy was in my head and it was pulling my hand across the page for an hour. And it was my dead grandma. And my grandma killed herself 10 years before that. Wait so a minute. Yeah. Is this your dad's mom? Exactly. I knew it. I knew it. Okay. I'm yeah. sorry. So my grandma, who was kind of not warm and fuzzy in life, like I, I didn't know what to think as it was happening, started talking to me in a very loving, kind, supportive way saying, let me help you. And we are here in response to your prayers, your invitation, your cries for help. So she basically, with my guardian angel, started telling me why they were there to help me stop stuffing my feelings and to start to really tune into this higher guidance available to help me through a very messy situation. Um, and so long story short, I thought I was crazy. She knew it. She said, get off the, or stop when you get off um, the, when you're done journaling, go call your father. So I did. And she gave me three specific things. He would know that nobody else would know. And so when I called him and said, Hey dad, does this make any sense? He about fell over because the way, when she killed herself, the way she was found in certain details, he never told anybody because he's the one who found her. So he said to me, look, I don't know what's happening other than if it feels loving and good, keep working with her because this is real. So I needed that permission. So what happened was for 18 months, my guide and my grandma said, you have to do the work, mind, body, spirit level. And that there wasn't a magic pill, right? And I needed to really feel my feelings to heal my feelings and deal with my life lessons and everything that was coming from this. And now here's the big thing. She said, if you do this work, you will come together with your future soulmate. And she gave me his name. And by the way, this is back in 1997 to 1999, okay? She gave me his name. She gave me his exact birthday, September 24th. And she said, one of the clues you'll know it's him is a rose. Okay. <laughs> so so fast forward for 18 <laughs> months. I mean, that was incentive, right? But I just wanted to be healed. I didn't really care about a relationship at that point. I did the work and I really, it worked. And that was the basis of my first book, Spirited. It was a self-help guide to help other people do it for themselves. But she, okay, so we were done working together. And she said, I graduated, got my degree in advertising. And she said, look, you're, you're here to do bigger things than advertising. Use this ability to now pay it forward in service to others. Help other people the way I helped you and your angels helped you. Well, my first thought was no way. Like that was like coming out of the closet back in 1999. People weren't really talking about psychics and mediums and all this stuff. And so I initially resisted it. But then when I couldn't get a job in advertising, I was like, okay, I've always <laughs> been about go with the flow, right? So I said, all right, God and angels, if you want me to do this, bring it to me. So I, I put that out there. And at the same time, I ended up meeting this guy named Ryan and uh, Brian, B-R-I-A-N, but she kept calling him Ryan. Okay. <laughs> and then on oh, our grandma, second, I know. And on our second date, I realized, wait a second. His last name is Rose in <gasps> that was the Rose. So you take B off Brian, you get Ryan and off Rose and you get Rose, Ryan Rose. 
So wait, then, I should have caught that because that's your last name. Kelsey, did you catch that at first? No, I, I did I not. Didn't. I didn't even get to it at first. Didn't it even took me two days. Oh but my then God. I went and dug through my dozens of journals and I found 924. And again, this is before social media. Like I couldn't look him up, right? So I said, hey, um, by the way, is your birthday September 24th? And yes. sure enough, it was. He thought I was stalking him. And <laughs> it, that became my future marriage, my first husband. And so that was the aha moment for me. Like mm -hmm. that was a few years into this realizing, no, I'm not making this up. This is real. And so what happened was I finally then embraced helping others. And for a few years I did it and I had doubt, but it was a few months into it that I got on the cover of this big Detroit publication. And all of a sudden it was like, it fell in my lap and I was, I had people calling me and, and that's how my career started. And that was 20 plus years ago. Wow. First of all, you look too young for this yeah. line you're that you're so speaking sweet. of. I'm very confused, but also <laughs> what a fun story. And I had goosebumps with all those confirmations and all those specifics she was giving you. I love yeah. that. I, I have, I do have some question, follow-up questions that I kind of want to, some things that you said that I want to touch on just, just a teeny bit. Um, the, okay. First one, the pattern I would say I'm huge into ancestral patterns and energies and stuff that we might be carrying from our DNA that we don't know that we're carrying, uh, things like that. Have you, are you into that? Have you done any kind of like, okay, grandma, this is a thing because uh, you, you're going through it with your dad or you went through it with your dad as well. So was there anything around that, that you're like, that, that healing needed to take place or any kind of. Yes. I don't know. Conclusion, I guess. I don't know if that is that the right word, but. Oh my know. gosh. hundred percent. It's so timely that you would ask this because yesterday for seven hours, I had an energy healer at my house helping me and um, my brother who wanted to be a part of it. We had to clear some major dark karmic stuff from my Ooh. ancestral lineage off my dad's side. And it was in a sense, causing a block for all of us because, and it wasn't created by us. It was passed down by yeah. great grandparents and aunts and not aunts. It was uncles, great uncles and great grandfathers. And, and some of that being um, tied to my grandmother as well. Mm -hmm. And so we just spent hours clearing because what happens is, is it's like spiritual hand-me-downs. Yeah. Okay. And honestly, my belief is some of us now on the planet are the braver, wiser souls that are here to take one for the team and say, I am clear and I am able to step into this role and clear the karma for generations forwards and backwards. And of course, they came to me and said it was on me to do this. And Classic. And, and, right? <laughs> Cleaning up everyone's baggage, but but I did it. And I could feel a shift immediately. Yeah. Um, you know, depression runs in my family line. And I have had depression. Thank goodness I do not have mental illness. Um, but who's not to say it couldn't happen down the road or for one of my kids, God forbid. Yeah. And so we worked a lot on looking at it and and dealing with it because it doesn't just go away. Um, so we all have fam family patterns, you know, it's going to be different. It's going to look different for all of us. Some of us, it's obvious, yeah. you know, the addictions and the patterns of like self-sabotage or, you know, whatever that is. Um, and for, uh, you know, for sometimes it's not very obvious, 
And, and so you just have to step back and look at, okay, what, you know, why I wrote this book is so many of us are in a living hell because we get stuck in a spin cycle. So it's toxic patterns, unhealthy behaviors, um, false beliefs we hold, you know, that were either projected onto us again by our elders or uh, it's our own creation. And so it's how do we unwind that? And how do we create a heaven on earth? Because what spirits say all the time is you don't have to be in a living hell. You can yeah. be here in this earth world and bring heaven to earth now and learn your lessons with ease and grace and joy. Yeah. Keywords. Ease, grace, and joy. <laughs> I yeah. remember after going through several dark nights of the soul, I was like, okay, universe, spirit, spirit team, everybody listen up. I don't want to learn my lessons the hard way anymore. Like, no, please, it's so work. It's a little bit easier. I will be eternally thankful. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I And I know you guys said earlier, like you didn't know that you had these gifts or these knowings uh, at a young age. And I always wished I did. My parents would always talk about them being like my, <laughs> my parents were always like, I'm psychic, I'm psychic. So it was never not in my house. But at the same time, I was always... I was always brought up with a lot of fear around it. Like my dad would say like, do ne never open that door because you can never close it again, that sort of thing. And so I was like, ooh, you know, like kind of freaked out. But one thing that I did grow up kind of always knowing, even if I didn't know how to word it or know what it was at the time, I know that even at a young age, I was supposed to break cycles. I was supposed to be the one to like clear it. And I think that a lot of us, maybe can relate to that intangible feeling of like, but this doesn't make sense. Like, why did we just keep doing this over and over and over and just asking mm -hmm. those questions about our ancestors and the things that they've had to deal with and just being like, but why are we still doing that? And ask and just, just stopping it or doing what needs to be done in order to clear that. So, um, nice job. Great job. I appreciate when anybody can do that. I, I know there's a, I'm a genealogist as well. And there's a few spots in my family tree that I'm just afraid to go to. Like, I just feel it. And I'm like, Ooh, maybe not yet. Uh, but eventually I will get the courage to clear some of that stuff as well. But there's been, I think it's kind of on all of us. If you want to, if you know, there's something going on and you, and you want to clear it or you want to be free of it like there are ways there are definitely ways you're allowed to do that and you sh you should for for future generations as you so beautifully said um okay so the last question that i had about your wonderful story when your grandmother said i'll bring you your soulmate right it, or it, not verbatim but in essence i'll bring you your soulmate and i just i caught the word first husband um is he he's no longer in the picture no, and I write okay. about this. I write about it in the book. Okay. So I've read I've written about it in two of my books. Um what I have come to understand over the years is I think that, you're gonna say what I was gonna say. Go yeah, ahead. we I come in soul groups and we have many soulmates. There's not just one love of your life. You might have a top one, right? Where you feel the most resonance and connection, but we have many soulmates and sometimes they're romantic and sometimes they're not. Sometimes it's your parent or your child or your best friend, but yeah. a soulmate is somebody who you keep reincarnating with and they're part of your overall soul family that yep. you agree to come into and learn and teach important lessons with, right? And I think where people get stuck is that we get into black and white and absolutes like 
you know, till death do we part. Well, really it's about until we learn the lessons we came here to learn and balance and heal the karma we agreed to do together. Then your path diverges. Maybe that is a full lifetime and maybe it's a part of your lifetime. I have a free gift for you. I'm giving away my Money Magnetics Guided Meditation. Every time I do this meditation, I kid you not, if I do it for a few days in a row, money magic seriously happens. Once, it helped me to hit my highest month in sales at the time, which was over $28,000. Another time, it brought in a new opportunity for my fiance to start making 10x what he made before, which obviously really supercharged our household income. Another time, it helped me to attract a huge financial gift, but generally speaking, This is the meditation that I use to just always help me keep manifesting more and more money. You can download it now at kelseyaida.com slash mmfreebie. Find this link in the show notes and you'll have to send me a message on Instagram to let me know how it goes for you. And so what happens is, is sometimes we hold on because of the shoulds, like you should stay married. But do you know how many people who stay married become sick? Because yeah. they're so miserable and they're, that dis-ease turns into disease because they're not honoring the fact that time is up and it's been up for 20 some years, you know? So it's like, we have to look at it differently. Um, I love this. This is I'm, exactly, and this is exactly what I was going to say. It was like, it's just, it's another reminder that a soulmate doesn't mean eternity, necessarily in a lifetime. It just means you could have a soulmate come into your life for five minutes and save your freaking life and then blink out. You know, (laughs) that's it. There's a stranger on the street that happens to be that important. Um, But yeah, I'm so happy that we are touching on this because I think one of the hard truths that we just need to realize is like once any situation stops serving you, no one wants you to be in that situation. The universe yeah. sure doesn't. Like there's nobody that you're expected to please. There's no expectation that's put on you to deal with it. I always say like, there are no brownie points for suffering. Once you die and you go back to where we come from, you're not going to get a medal because of how much you put yourself through. So no. why are we doing this? <laughs> exactly. We are not meant to be martyrs and we are here to be present to what's in front of us to learn the lessons, to really embrace it, but then be willing to let go and detach from our ego's agenda or whatever outcome or the shoulds that are placed on us, whether we place them on ourselves or it's just, you know, society or projected Mm -hmm. down from elders. We really have to get in touch with our truth and then, you know, kind of go with the flow. Like, is this, continuing to serve me or is this starting to become toxic and the other person because I guarantee you if it's a one-sided relationship it's still not benefiting anybody and and like we have to figure out why you're doing it because honestly another hard truth sometimes it feels easier to just stay with what feels comfortable and I'm putting heavy quotes on that word because it's very uncomfortable but it seems easier to stay than to go out into the great unknown and try again and start over in a sense. But, you know, yes, that's, that's, that's what we're doing here. That's why we're here. That's right. You know, we're creatures of habit. Sometimes our ego, we're afraid to leap and trust the net will appear. I think this is mm-hmm. where faith comes in. Um, what I always tell clients is that, look, if, if you have to make a scary 
decision. Then there, and this involves a lot of change and puts you out of your comfort zone. You pray and ask spirit to show you next steps and help me see this through yeah. divine eyes, your higher self's eyes, not your ego. And to give you signs, give me signs that I'm supposed to do this. Show me breadcrumbs on my path that if I make these small changes, you're going to validate to me that this is flowing. And then that's where synchronicities and miracles start happening. And if you follow that flow, that is a sign that you're moving in the right direction. So we're not alone. And I write about it in the book. We all have this team spirit around us to help guide us through life. You know, we're in earth school. Earth school mm -hmm. comes with life assignments. Sometimes those lessons are messy and hard and big and scary, but that's only viewed from the limited perspective of our, of our human self. For our soul knows that we have this team spirit available and we also have our higher self. Yeah. We all have that internal GPS to guide us through this if we choose to quiet ourselves, tune into it and listen and honor that still small voice. I love it. Love it. So I have kind of a funny question. So I'm curious about your relationship to your abilities. So were you always like really open to it? Did you think it was cool? Or were you like, no, how is this helpful? What am I doing? Why would I do this? This is crazy. I feel like a crazy person. Like what was your journey as far as your relationship with your abilities? Because I know you said at first you weren't doing it professionally, you were still trying to go down your original career path. So in that way, you were kind of, I don't know if resisting is too strong a word, but tell us more no, about would, that because there's a lot of people just, listening who yeah. feel all types of ways about gifts that they may or may have or may want to have. Oh, I was resisting. Um, you know, so I am very practical. Um, I'm a Capricorn rising, so I'm very practical and um, I, it just didn't make sense to me. I wasn't born in this world of paranormal, intuitive, psychic stuff. But the minute my friend said, I'm going to put you to the test and send my friends, you don't know, strangers to test this. And the minute I started doing readings for people and proving to myself and to them, like, wow, this is so much bigger than me. There's no way I could know this. And I started to do that for year after year, the first three, four years, even though I had doubt and I still was one foot in, one foot out, I was profoundly humbled that I could help people because people were telling me in tears how life-changing what I was be able to channel and bring through and connecting them to their departed loved ones was doing for their lives, the quality of their lives, their healing journey, that I realized like I am so deeply, profoundly grateful so I have never felt anything other than that. That is truly has always been my in inspiration to stay pure. Keep this about this the gift. It is not me. This is what's coming through me. I'm just one instrument. There's a lot of us out there doing this yeah. work. Um, and I really try and stay true to that intention. Um, and I also feel it's my responsibility with this to remind people that you don't need to go to a medium, a psychic, an intuitive. You can do this for yourself, truly. Okay, just like I did it for myself, some of us are born to do it for other people. And there's a lot of us out there. And that if that is the case, spirit will organically bring you the opportunities to work with others. You don't have to go force this. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you're forcing it, then that's a red flag. But if you are genuinely meant to help others, then the universe will yield the opportunities. Um, so I really believe we all have the gift of intuition, right? Nobody is closer to your dead loved ones than you are. 
the key is having the self-discipline to do the work, meaning you have to meditate. You have to learn how to quiet your mind, to get out of your own way so you can be a receiver to download the information. Um, you know, mind, body, spirit practices, which I have a lot of in the book on how to be a clear uh, instrument so that you can start trusting your intuition, let alone receiving it. Yeah, makes sense. I like it. What about for you personally these days? What would you say like is your top one or two ways that you stay clear or like practices that you're really excited about? So for me, it's I really need alone time. Um, I'm an empath. I spend a lot of time working with other people, whether it's individually or in large groups. Um, I have six children where I'm in a blended family situation. So we, I have a lot of people pulling at my energy, right? A lot of responsibilities. And when I get, I get overwhelmed and then I get fragmented. So mm -hmm. what, meaning ungrounded. And when yeah. I'm ungrounded, you do not want a reading from me because I am so not clear. And so what I've learned is, okay, I've got to, even if it's for 10 minutes a day, usually a little bit longer, I've got to unplug from everyone, everything, and just be alone, ground myself. And so I run my energy. And this was a practice taught to me by my energy healer um, about five years ago. And I do it every single day. And I talk about it in the book about colors. I use color frequencies because everything vibrates at different colors. And so like when I'm really like, I feel clogged, I like I'm PMSing, I'm just irritable. I can't get clear. I call in blue, like royal blue. And I imagine a waterfall blue. And I just sit there and I run it through my system, all the levels and layers, my chakras. And then I fill myself with gold because gold is the highest frequency of divinity, truth, and all love. And truly within five minutes, it's transformative. I feel present. I feel clear. I feel connected. And yeah. so those are my go-tos. And then the other thing I would say is um, moving meditation, like walking, yoga, running, um, anything that kind of grounds me in my body where I get breathing, but especially you couple that with being outside. Nature is the fastest way to raise your vibration, yep. right? It's filled with all the negative ions, the good energy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad that you talked about that because fragmented is the word. Yeah. It's the word. My husband just knows now I'll be like, I gotta, he's like, you gotta, you gotta go the <laughs> same way I have. Yeah. Well, I have three kids, but uh, I also work very closely with people and uh, yeah, I need, I need that time. So thank you for all of us fellow introverts slash empaths. We needed to hear that. Um, and I shall be trying blue. I do use color with my, all my clients. I have them pick a color that they need and they just always find the color. So I usually do that with myself, but I haven't considered blue feels good. I'm going to try blue next time and see what happens. I love that. I love that you use color. That, and that then, royal blue. Yeah. Yeah. Royal I mean, the, blue. Exactly. yeah, I'm a, I'm a hypnotherapist. So the mind communicates in symbols and images and definitely colors. So I use a lot of that imagery in my, in my work, but yeah, super powerful. I'm glad that you talked about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. This is awesome. Your new book sounds amazing. Yes. Tell us a little bit more about like maybe one of your favorite overarching themes or like a favorite story or a favorite chapter. Like what's one part of the book that you're really like extra obsessed with? Not that. You or how about, favorite, how about but... second favorite? So we save the favorite for people who buy the book. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Second, like one that's of the a, favorites. That's a very good tease. I love that. <laughs> 
um, you know, in this book, so there's a chapter on, um, I am, I am here to heal and I'm here to contribute. So what that means is, okay, I talk about in the book that life is not happening to you. It's happening for you. And the premise of that is you're not a victim. You actually signed up for all the trials, challenges, tribulations, everything you're going through. Your soul chose. And I know some people are rolling their eyes thinking, you know, what was I thinking? I must have been on drugs when I signed up for this. But your soul knows that you can handle it. And so one of the chapters, I talk about this woman and she was in a very toxic, abusive marriage. Um, one of her daughters had, you know, some major health issues of her own. Um, she just had a lot going on. Her mom had a disease that was like ALS. Her dad took his life a few months after the mom died. Then her husband took his life. So she was going through all this stuff. And she was a she was a therapist. And she was um, she also was a voice vocal coach of some sort. So she used her voice a lot. And what happened was is she developed a tumor on her vocal cord. And so that cancer was about her for 20, 30 years, not speaking her truth, not she was a giver, right? And to the point she depleted herself and um, she was trying to rescue and solve and fix for all the family around her, neglecting her own self-care and needs. And so it was her body screaming at her like time out. So she had to go through rehab and all the treatments and heal the, the tumor and all that. And she did. Um, but she finally, you know, regained her voice and she was able to then pay it forward in service to others. And she's become, you know, a therapist to help others do the same. Okay. And so the bottom line is, is that when you can reframe your situation or challenge from being a victim to then not only balancing and healing the karma, learning your lesson, but then finding a healthy way to, it, it gives you street credibility. So then you're able to then authentically mm -hmm. help others as a result, that's powerful. And honestly, we all have those opportunities in small and big ways. Um, and so I really love that, just that idea of, you know, it takes you from victim consciousness to, agent of change or co-creator of your destiny. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about this some more because that's a very hard pill for people to swallow sometimes. And we talk about this on the show. I can only speak for myself. And when I tell you how much freedom and relief and just, I think automatic healing that's been waiting to happen, happened when I allowed the possibility that my soul knew better than I did. Just my soul must have known what it was doing. Thinking back on, on my, my um, childhood and things I went through, and I'm sure we all have those stories, but uh, especially the the stuff that I truly as a child had no control over. And just knowing that like, well, I must come in extra strong then. God, what healing. I mean, there's nothing like that realization, right. but I'm, I completely understand those who maybe aren't ready for for that knowing yet and, and are still, I got family members that if I told them that, even though they know me and what I've been through, if I told them that they'd be like, you're nuts. What do you even talk? That's a step too far. What do you mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I'm, I'm here to hold space for all of the people that don't want to get on board with that yet or can't, but knowing that if, and when you ever decide to acknowledge and allow that possibility that your soul knows better than you do, 
Oh my gosh, just watch what happens. Hey, Lindsay here. Have you seen what's new inside my Align Your Mind membership? Members already get instant access to my best hypnotherapy audios, mindset hacks, manifesting methods, and more on demand right at their fingertips. But now when you join AYM, you'll also get a major VIP level upgrade with my brand new goal-focused hypnotherapy toolkits. These toolkits inside AYM are carefully curated hypnotherapy bundles designed with your specific goals in mind. Whether you desire to call in more money consistently, get out of the mindset rut that you're in, renew your passion and confidence, manifest with more ease and power, cultivate more self-love and inner knowing, or finally release the burdens from your past and heal, once your subconscious mind is on board with your goal, it's a done deal, and that's what my toolkits are designed to do for you. So if you're ready to rewire your mind, release what's holding you back, and manifest your desires with ease, the AYM membership is where it's at. Just hit the link in the episode description and start embodying your highest potential. That's so cool. Right, it is. You know, I meet people where they're at. So when people come, yeah. to me, well, the first point is when people come to me, it's because there's a part of them, even if they're skeptical or resisting it, they want to know and their soul knows, yep. right? They want their mind to re-remember. There's a rhyme and a reason to the chaos, to the messiness of life, right? Um, but I completely appreciate because like what I was saying is in the beginning, the first three to four years I was doing the work, I was a skeptic. Yeah. I was in denial and I was going back and forth between victim consciousness and empowered, you know, empowerment, but that's normal. That's our humanity. Yeah. Okay. It comes with the wiring of the, having a mind. Um, if anybody's listening to this right now, even if they call themselves a skeptic, which I believe is healthy to some degree, um, all you have to do is just be open. If you're yep. just willing to suspend your doubt and disbelief long enough for the possibility of a miracle, a miracle can happen. And a miracle is just a shift in our thinking from fear to love, right? That's the course of miracles. So it's really about, okay, divine spirit. Okay, my higher self. Okay, my part, departed loved ones, angels and guides, help me see this differently. Help me see this, at, not through the lens of fear, and judgment. So many of us go straight into that conditioned judgment, right, wrong, good, bad. Yeah. Right. But help me see it from my higher self and, and uh, the possibility. Well, that's where the healing can happen. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. so beautiful. Like you don't have to change the circumstance in order to right. change your perspective, but if you can find a higher perspective or a perspective of more relief or more love or more forgiveness or more understanding, whatever it is that gives you that uh, peace, you automatically change your life experience without having to change the life circumstance, so to speak. And then naturally the circumstance usually does tend to resolve itself from there mm -hmm. is, you know, the cherry on top, but it's just yeah. so beautiful to explore different, I don't want to say better, but better feeling perspective. Yeah. Say. Yeah, yeah. Because when you can say like, "Oh, that happened for me, not to me." So what can I get out of this? Uh, rather than like, "What did this take from me?" Right? What did this deplete me of? You can say, "How am I better now? How can I use this to my growth and healing?" And there's always an answer to that question. Exactly. You know, in the book, and in the book, I talk about D Dr. David Hawkins. He wrote the book Power Versus Force. I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, he has in there the scale of consciousness and mm -hmm. on that scale are all the emotions, right? And the lower emotions are the, the emotions we experience when we are in a living hell. 
Okay. We're disconnected, separated, alone. And that's where we go into victim. Victim is the lowest along yeah. with shame. And so on that scale. And so the idea of the book, why I called it, what's your heaven? Heaven isn't a place. It's a feeling. It's a state of mind or state of being. And when you're able to feel, you don't even have to feel like blissed out. You just have mm -hmm. to get to a place of neutrality. So you're out of judgment and you're, you're more in a place of kind of discernment. And then from there, you can move up the scale to acceptance and allowance and, um, you know, all the, the peace and unity and all the loving emotional, like heavenly feelings. Yeah. That's where you can start to create your heaven on earth. You know, it's like you said, we cannot control anyone or anything around us. All we can control is our choices and our perception, how mm -hmm. we want to color what's happening and then how we want to respond to what's happening versus react. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful girl. Can't wait to read it. Sounds great. It sounds like the emotional guidance scale that Abraham Hicks talks about, which is you know like, what? it's very parallel to that. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I Abraham. hear you. Yeah. yeah. I hear you using different words, but essentially it's like lowest it's victimhood thing. all the way up at the top of the scale is empowerment and freedom and love and yeah. all those things. So that's it's where we're trying thing. to get to all of us every day are at a different part on that scale, but we're all working it. We're all <laughs> trying our it. best. That's right. And guess what? Even us, you know, spiritual teachers and healers and intuitives bounce around the scale. Oh yeah. Right. We're, I always, I am, I constantly use my personal life. I'm like a Guinea pig and I use it and I'm very open airing my dirty laundry because I want to show people I'm more of a guide than anything. Mm -hmm. You know, anyone who follows me knows like I'm really big in posting when I get signs from the other side and my, one of my main signs are license plates right? Give me a breadcrumb, something. And so the other day I was struggling because my 14 year old son is acting out and I'm like, he doesn't listen to me. He doesn't listen to his dad. Like, how do we help him? And I heard the name of this friend colleague. She's amazing. She's written books for kids, for parents, for kids. And I heard her name in my head. 30 seconds later, I'm behind a license plate on the frame of the plate. It had her last name. So I text her and immediately she texts back. Yes, I'm there for you. Whatever you want next week, I'll get them in. And then three, three seconds after that, a license plate said white light. And it's all about come back into the frequency of light, get out of shadow. So it's like, you know, we all have to walk through this life and life can be messy, mm -hmm. but it's really fun. And it becomes like this, like exciting journey when you realize it's almost like a game. Yes. You know? And we don't have to take it so seriously. We can like enjoy the ride, even though we're doing the hard work, learning the lessons, but you can do it again with grace, ease, and joy rather than constant suffering and pain and struggle. Yeah. I will say one of my biggest struggles is remembering to ask for help because I'm one of those people that I'm like, I'll just do it. I can just do it. I can do this. And then it gets really hard and heavy and I forget. I'll like draw a tarot card or something. And it'll be like, ask your angels. And I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot. You and I Those were to like, I had to write a sticky note by the side of my bed one time, oh like gosh. just for like weeks. Cause I kept forgetting. Like it's so simple. And yet <laughs> so simple. and sometimes we get so in a sense, stubborn in, in our yeah. own way. And we, our pride gets in the way and we forget. Not only mm -hmm. ask the divine and your team and spirit, but also your living, I call it your ground crew. Your people. Your, your people. 
They're yeah. we're each other's messengers and we are meant to be here to help each other because we're all going to be there for each other in different times at different ways. Mm, I have to share a funny story with you that you're going to love, Rebecca. It's a license plate story. So I don't remember how many years ago this was, but I know I have a picture still on my phone and I was so stressed about something. I don't even know what I was stressed about. I just remember being in the emotion of like stress and I was super stressed. I'm driving and then I get cut off, which was like even more stressful. But the license plate in front of me, the car that cut me off, ironically, said, trust God. That was actual license plate. And I was like, are you kidding? I love I'm just that. Like, I was like, you know, like not yeah. supposed to be texting and driving, but I was like trying to take a picture, driving, trying oh. to zoom in. I was like, nobody's going to believe this story unless I have a picture because it's too perfect. Trust me. And so I yeah, definitely I get really it. If you still have the picture, put it on the Patreon. I have so it somewhere. It. It's like deep somewhere. in the archive. So if I can find it, I'll put it on the Patreon. Okay. This is my declaration because this seems to be a thing that I've never thought about, but Angels, guides, ancestors. I'd love to see some license plates. Why don't you uh, show me some license plates? That'll yeah. be a great breadcrumb. Send everyone who's listening cool, synchronistic license plates <laughs> yes. today while today. they listen. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so amazing. Okay, but I don't leave my house, Kels, so it can't well, be today. Well, then you're not going to see a license plate unless you watch TV. And you see one on TV. Oh my God. Or, or like, computer. or you see one or on if I'm scroll- Okay. So I, I did just recently have a client that was like, I, I do this thing with clients where if they feel disconnected or they want to connect to their spirit team, I say like, we'll come up with, come up with a sign that you know, it can be anything, but something where if I see this spirit team, I know that you're trying to talk to me and it can really be anything. And she goes, okay, well, randomly I picked an orange cat. I don't have a cat, but I just picked like a Garfield looking cat. I don't know why. And she goes, and I didn't see one all day. And I was getting so frustrated, but that night before bed, she was scrolling Instagram. And the first video that popped up was this orange cat in the window. And she had to text me like right away and be like, oh my God, (laughs) like what are the chances? It, yeah. it happens, you know, it it's does really happen. Cool. You can designate signs, say, hey, show me blueberries, show me an orange mm-hmm. cat, whatever it is. Or you can just say, spirit, what is it you're going to show me? And yeah. like the other day I did that. And my guide said, we're going to show you a caterpillar. Okay. Cute. And I was walking with my sister-in-law and we were talking about all the changes and how it's like, we're on the edge of this complete metamorphosis and evolving. We literally almost stepped on this giant caterpillar. And it was like the day after my guide showed me the caterpillar. So be open to how it's going to come to you, you know, yeah. and really just trust that spirit, you know, you have to meet spirit halfway. So if you're like, show me license plate, but, but you never drive. Like, <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Like, month. But, yeah. but it happens. I will say, and I, and I think it depends on the person. Cause I have people that are like, no, I know this is, this is my sign. This is what they show me. You know, it can be a feather, but then I have people that are like, no feathers too common. I see feathers everywhere. I want something more specific. So I think know yourself, know what, what you're open to. And if you, and if you are open to any, to like whatever spirit wants to show me and something pops in your head, I think our biggest problem is that we don't listen to ourselves enough. Yeah. <laughs> or and we're like, oh, that can't can be it. That's too yeah. obvious. Exactly. Yeah. You see something random in your head or you hear it or you feel it and you're like, no. And we get yeah. into that mind voice of doubt. Yep. And so I really think it's about just saying, okay, I'm going to trust whatever comes to me is coming to me for a reason. Yeah. I'm not going to judge it or critique it. I'm just going to receive it. Our and biggest let go. Yeah. Our biggest problem, I think, with doing that is like, what if it's wrong or what if it's not real? Okay. So here's, here's what I would say to those people because this just popped into my head. I would say try it for a week 
where all week you just listen to yourself. And the first thing that pops up, give yourself a time limit, even if it's like three days, you don't have to do a full week if that's too hard, but give yourself a time limit to where you say, I'm committed to listening to myself and listening to the first thing that comes to my mind uh, and trusting it and just see what happens. If it doesn't work, then try something else. <laughs> it's going to work, but I love that advice. <laughs> and the other thing I would add to that is like, not just listen to your mind, but drop into your heart and feel because yes. your feelings are your guidance. That's your center of intuition. Feelings don't lie. They tell you the truth and you want to combine um, in intuition, which is heart centered with intellect, which is head centered, right? Head and heart. That coherence, when you have a nice balance between those two, that's where we make healthy choices from. That's where we get the most responsible guidance. Okay. So it's not one or the other, it's both, but don't just get stuck in your head. Try yes. and feel the guidance, receive it from that level. Mm. Yes. Rebecca, this has been so fun. I would love to keep conversing with you for a few more minutes over on our Patreon, which is where people watch the video and get the extended version every week of High Vibe in It. But before we go over there, can you tell everyone where they can get your new book, how they can work with you, uh, anything else you want the peeps to know about that you're offering? Yes. My book is What's Your Heaven? You can get it anywhere, any major retailer, Amazon, you name it. Uh, my website is RebeccaRosen.com. My podcast is Small Medium at Large. And my hashtag is at Medium Rebecca Rosen. Can we talk before we go? Can we talk about your events that you have coming up? You have a live on live online September 7th. Can you tell us about that? Yes. So during COVID, I had to reinvent. I couldn't do you know, 500 plus people galleries. And so I started doing Zoom online, large audience readings. And that's what this is. It's two plus hours of me just doing reading. Wow. It's amazing, you guys, because there's no bad seat in the house. Yeah. You can hear, you can see, um, spirit guides me through. I read so many people. And so if you feel like I just really want to witness this, or I truly want a reading, sign mm -hmm. up for that. It's so much fun. Um, I'm always doing these small group readings, which are eight people online zoom. So you can do it from anywhere in the world. Um, you all get a private reading in that those are powerful. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah. And then I have other offerings as well. Everything's on my website. I see you have one in Chicago and New York as well. So if you're in Chicago yeah. or New York or adjacent, look into yep. those as well, but yeah, we'll go to her more. website, follow her everywhere to get to stay in the know, but Yay, I'm excited to go talk on Patreon because I got to tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds good. We got the tea in the Patreon, guys. <laughs> we love you guys so much. Thanks for tuning into the show, sharing the show with anyone who you think it will resonate with or help them in life or just, you know, entertain them on a Monday. Um, we're actually posting, I shouldn't say on a Monday, we record on Mondays, but we're actually posting every Tuesday now, usually at 11, 11 Eastern time. So just keep posted for that. And yeah, that's about it. Bye on our Patreon. See ya. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Thank you to everybody who has left a review and shared the podcast with friends and family. We super appreciate it. It really helps the show a lot, especially because our goal is to get over 1 million downloads before the end of 2023. And we definitely need and appreciate your help to do it. You can further support the show by joining patreon.com slash high vibe to get exclusive content, extended episodes, bonuses, and more. Thanks again for listening. We love you so much. And we'll be back next week with another new episode. Bye. Bye.